Welcome to Animal Cafe, where you'll hear weekly interviews with experts and enthusiasts working to better the lives of animals, and a monthly segment reviewing fun, fabulous, and useful products for your pets. Check our website, animalcafe.co, for more. Thanks for joining us at Animal Cafe. This is Mary Haight, your animal welfare correspondent. Today we have something a little different for you. First, we'll be talking to Alan Kaplan, who owns a Petland franchise in Pittsburgh Mills, PA, and is now involved in helping adopt shelter and rescue dogs. Then later, we will talk to a rescue who is assisting Petland franchises in this work. Hi, Alan. Hi, how are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm great, thanks. Um, can you uh, give us a little background here? How did you become a franchisee at Petland? Well, we've been, I've been a franchisee since 1988. Um, it started with my mother and father. My father wanted to buy my mother a business that she could work in and, and um, excel at. And we've always been a pet-oriented family. So he came across the Petland franchise and was intrigued with it and decided to go ahead and make the effort. Um, after he did that, it became too much for my mother to handle on her own, and they took me into the business with them. Oh, that's great. So you've got a family concern going. A family thing going since 1988. Um. Can you uh, tell us a little bit how you came to include shelter animals in your business model? No, it's a, in the old store with my mother and my father, we, we had done some of this, not quite to the level we're doing it now, but it started off way back when with um, just a couple of kittens that, you know, the shelters were overcrowded and they would bring them to us. And we did that then. But at this level now, what we're doing is, um, well, number one, I'd like to say, we, we, we don't want any of our dogs or cats to burn a shelter, so if anyone can ever keep a pet for life like we'd like them to, we ask them to bring it back to the store so we can get it readopted. So that, that's one start. But the, the actual animals that we're bringing in that we're saving from the shelter, um, we got hooked up with a company called Pet Match, and what they do is they go into the shelters and they find animals that are going to be euthanized, put to sleep, um, and then try and connect them with a store that can get them readopted or foster home, in this case, the store. And so Pam from Pet Match had called us, and we had gotten kittens from her. This is the person we got kittens from way back when. And I said, would you like to start doing some shelter dogs? And we thought it was a great idea, and we brought some in to try it. And we felt so good about saving these dogs' lives and, and getting them into a home that we asked for more shelter dogs. And, you know, of course, we give the donation to the shelter, and we um, take care of that, and then we add some things here with our vet, and we get them adopted. So we're up to about 8 to 10 shelter dogs a week if we can get them. Um, some weeks they're not available, which is great because they've gone home through the shelter, but if we can get them, we take them. That's wonderful, and it's also very fast turnover there. So the community reaction has been pretty spectacular. It, it, the like community, it. is, it, it's been fabulous. We, I mean, we're, in, we're an indoor mall, and we're the, the bigger mall that when you come in from some of these rural areas, we're not quite in the city. We're still rural suburbia. Um, so some of these smaller outlying towns come into the mall, and, and they know that we're here. And there is a call for the, the pedigree dogs as well, but the shelter dogs, to everyone just seems to really enjoy them. I and you're, you're doing something good for an animal that needs saved. The, the, the price is right, and it, it just, it's just a feel-good story all the way around. What, what were some of the, or are the, some of the challenges that you've encountered with partners in this model? Um, the biggest challenge at this point is, is getting enough of the dogs from the shelter, number one. Um, number two, that unfortunately not all shelters want to help us out. So the, some of the local shelters we're still working on, and, and, and Pam from Pet Match certainly is, is involved in that as well, but, um, and her partner Kathy, but uh, they've gone outside the, the greater Pittsburgh area down into Beckley, West Virginia, and that's where some of these um, puppies are coming from now. But I've, besides the, the, the lack of cooperation from the shelters and the lack of... Um, 
puppies available. I think sometimes the health of the dog is not as great as we'd like it to be when it comes in, so we have to have Dr. Geary, our veterinarian, involved in that, and he gets um, you know, gets them better, and, and, and we get them out into the homes that way. Oh, that's good. So you have uh, uh, provisions for uh, kind of, uh, in foster homes, perhaps, that are taking dogs that aren't quite ready? Well, we so, keep them in the store. In the store. Yeah. We have a veterinarian on, on staff, and he comes in and he makes sure everybody's okay, and the girls in the back take care of them. And um, we, you know, nothing's been – they're not horribly sick. I mean, you know, maybe it's a tick or a flea problem. Maybe it's a little bit of a sniffle or an eye infection. It's nothing major, major, but we, don't, we want them to be as good as possible before they leave. Oh, absolutely. So we do – I mean, if, if it's not a really major issue, we keep them in the window where people can see them and adopt them, but we don't release them until the vet says it's okay. Okay. Have uh, socialization as part of your routine there with uh, perhaps some older dogs that you might get in that aren't puppies? Well, we try and socialize everybody and, and exercise everyone every day. Um, mm-hmm. The kennel runs length of the store, so the smaller puppies that are not the shelter dogs, the pedigreed puppies, um, run the length of the kennel in the back um, based on their vaccination history, so we keep the dogs that are vaccinated the same, exercising the same, and, of course, about the same size. The bigger dogs either go out for walks outside or we have a... Um, a, a gated type area in the middle of the store where we can put up a temporary gate and they can play and interact with people and um, get out and exercise that way. That's wonderful. Sounds like but the, the mall, fortunately, has a lot of grassy areas and the bigger dogs we like to take out if the weather permits. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, have you found a way in to begin any kind of uh, quality conversation with uh, local people? Or, or are they still dismissing your efforts after... Um, I mean, some people, no matter what, you're not going to get through to them. But I do think that people have been more receptive, and we're getting a following in the mall now where each week people are coming in to see what new shelter dogs we got in and who can be adopted out and, you know, and who goes home that way. So it, but there's a lot more um, conversation with people that probably we would have never talked to had we not had the shelter puppies. It's really out-of-the-box thinking. I, you know, I, I've always, when you challenge the status quo, it's a good thing. Um, <laughs> it is a good thing, and, and we were nervous about doing it as well because, you know, sure. one dog maybe, you know, you can donate some space to, but now you're wanting to donate space for 10 or 12 or 8 or whatever the situation that week permits, and, and it, was a, it was a scary thing, and it was a challenge. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, once we did it, and, and it just seems to work, and, and it, the puppy's getting adopted, you're feeling good about it, the family gets a nice pet, it, it's just a win-win all the way around. So what would you say to other franchisees who might be thinking about doing this but are, you know, really... I would say take the leap of faith. Knowing it's going to happen. If you do it right and you, and you treat people right and, you, and, you, and your veterinarian and your staff takes care of the animals properly, there should be no issue. Okay. Yeah, I always see this as a, as a plus. Absolutely. For business. You know, yeah. we, like I said, we would like to get, you know, we're, we're 8 to 10, sometimes 12 with their little dogs, uh, more, and... Sometimes it's just not available to us, which is which is a good thing. But um, you know, some other shelters that are overcrowded would jump on board. It would be better for everybody. Yeah, definitely. I was a little. I mean, there is a call. I mean, we're in the mall, and like I said, there is a call for the um, the pedigree dogs, or sometimes the designer dogs, because there are people that want that. But I would increase my shelter numbers if um, they were available to us. So, is there anything else you would like to add, or a question that I didn't ask? Um. No, I think we covered all. I mean, it just, I, I don't know how to tell somebody or how to explain to somebody how it makes you feel as a, um, not only as a pet store owner, but as an animal lover, when you see that these dogs that you know were on death row and you saved them and brought them into your store, and now they're going home with the family. It's just a wonderful feeling. I don't think people could really imagine what it is until they're in the situation. 
And again, like like you said, if any of the other shelters out there or other franchisees out there, if there's an opportunity to do it, it should be done. Are you available uh, if anybody would like to get in touch with you? Uh, oh, absolutely. They can call me anytime. I'm here, you know, five days a week, sometimes six. Um, as we get closer to Christmas, I'll be here seven. But um, by email or by phone, absolutely. Okay. And could you give us your phone number? Sure. The store number is 724-274-7877. And your email? Email is alan, A-L-A-N, dot Kaplan, C-A-P-L-A-N, at Petland.com. Excellent. Well, thanks so so much for taking time out of your very busy Saturday to talk with us here at Animal Cafe. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. We're here today with Pamela Hobeck, president of PetMatch, Inc. She's taken her lifelong skills and knowledge in animal rescue work and started an organization to help individual Petland franchises convert or start the process of adding rescue dogs to their business models and save lives. How this what may be an eyebrow-lifting partnership began is quite a story. Welcome, Pamela. Hi, Mary. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here because this is a topic that I'm very, very passionate about. Now, you've been in rescue for a long time, and, and yes. uh, what, what, what kind of rescuing were you doing before you started this? Well, I had volunteered with a local animal shelter for many, many years, so I had been, I'd been in rescue, oh, I hate to admit it, but probably, oh, 30-plus years. <laughs> okay. So you've yeah. probably seen every side of rescue there is to see, transport and all that kind of work. I, yeah, I really have, and and Pet Match, our our little rescue, which includes myself, my sister, and two of my girlfriends, who you know we all share the same mission, mm-hmm. is a fairly new um, nonprofit. So you just started a business, but you've been rescuing for many years. All of us, yes, all of us have been in uh, rescue for many years, but we decided to start our own little rescue uh, a couple of years ago. Hmm. So it's going to work in progress. Are you a five hundred one c three? We we are. We so yeah. We celebrated the day that we found out. <laughs> so, uh, this is a really unlikely partnership you've got going here. How you know what started you down that path of working with Petland? I had uh, been volunteering, as I said, with a local shelter, and I had gone down to Mississippi after Hurricane Katrina hit. To do, I was doing some rescue in the area down there, and I had brought back quite a few dogs and cats and puppies and kittens that were in a dire need of new homes. And, you know, as we all know, a lot of people were displaced, and a lot of people's animals were displaced. So I brought a lot of them back, and uh, thinking that the local shelters would be able to help me in placing them, well, I was really, really, really mistaken there. And the shelters in our area really just kind of turned their back on the animals and me. And I I was really surprised at that. They felt that bringing animals into our area from another area was kind of a slap in the face. And my feeling was, you know, an animal in need is an animal in need. It didn't really matter where it came from. But here I was with 50-plus animals that really were in dire need of a second chance. Wow, that was a big trip then. It was a huge trip. I went down there to, uh, not with that in mind, Mary, but, you know, Mm -hmm. people were coming up to me down there begging me to take their animals. 
Otherwise, they were going to have to be put down, and I just really couldn't say no. So I felt like I was helping the, the, the people as well as the animals. But to make a long story short, I needed another outlet to get these wonderful animals adopted out. And not only did my vet at the time step up to the plate and help me in getting all of these animals vetted, uh, but I reached out to the pet lands. And they didn't even blink an eye. They, they stepped up to the plate. Uh, they took the animals in with open arms and got them wonderful homes, got so many of them absolutely wonderful homes. And I thought, wow, this could have been a really negative, negative thing. But it turned, about, it turned out to be so positive because it started me thinking, Hmm, maybe we're onto something here. Instead of this being just a one-time thing, maybe we could turn this into a beautiful relationship. Did you know somebody who had a pet land? Was there any kind of, you know, interpersonal relationship with anybody before this light bulb went off in your head? Well, um, you know, not not really. Uh, I had been doing a little bit with Eric and Alan's parents who were taking some kittens and cats in. I had approached them, and they had been taking us, uh, some, some of our kittens and cats in from our local rescue as another outlet to get animals adopted out. And, I, and, and, and of course, my local rescue that I was working with didn't look upon that really well because they didn't want the animals going to pet land, but I pushed the issue. So they they were kind of doing a little bit with us then. It was just kind of in a startup mode. But then once I came back from um, Mississippi and saw how they just really uh, all pitched in to help and, and started getting the Hurricane Katrina animals adopted out, it, it really, the light bulb went off. You know, that is, this is so interesting. It's, so you've been partnering with them since Katrina. Really? Yeah, well, it was mainly with cats and kittens to start. Mm-hmm. And then the dogs and the puppies were just, um, I would say, since within the past year. Within the past oh, year. Oh, okay. Oh, what kind of results have you had? We have had huge results, huge, huge, huge successful results. When I found out that Eric and Marcy had gone all rescue, I was on the hotline to them right away and met with Eric in person, went down to his store and talked to him and found out, uh, just as a side note, that he has one of the best vets in Pittsburgh on his staff to um, treat the animals, which is a huge, huge plus. Wow. that's Yeah, that's very impressive. Isn't it? I, I, was, I was very impressed with that. So we got on board with Eric and then... Um, went to Monroeville and found out that Kurt and Ted were coming on board as new owners. And before they were even on board as new owners, I had talked to them about doing rescue, and they were all about it. Like, they wanted to do it. It was, you know, it was their idea before I had even approached them. So that was an easy, easy in. And we had gotten so busy with those two pet lands that we forgot all about Alan up at Pittsburgh Mills until just a couple of months ago. And so we approached Alan, and Alan, I have to say, took the ball and ran with it because he was up and running, and he's, he's, just, he's just taken in a huge amount of animals in a short amount of time. Wow. Well, it's wonderful to find a, a 
you know, a busy place where these animals are going to have maximum exposure and possibility of, uh, of being adopted. And is adoption really the model they're following? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, you know, uh, if I can just make a note here as a sidebar, if you walk into, for example, Pittsburgh Mills on a Saturday, which is Alan's pet land, mm-hmm. uh, it's so funny because uh, all of the buzz is is down at the end where the rescue animals are. <laughs> it, 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 That's it, quite it, a draw it, then, huh? <laughs> they are a huge draw. And the Petlands actually have lists of people uh, waiting for the rescue animals to come in. And we do weekly, we do weekly transports. To, that's how busy the three Petlands are. We can't keep up. That's amazing. So Wonderful. So do you work with your local animal control agency, and and how do you screen the other rescues and shelters you work with? Well, what I would say to that is we we reach out, we have reached out, and Petland has reached out to many, many rescues, pounds, and shelters locally and out of state, and we've really gotten the door shut in our face. Because yeah, from, um, the, from the animal care and control agents, even from them, even from them, because they don't, because of the misconception with the pet lands, I should say. But we have gotten a few to um, share our mission, who have decided to partner with us. For example, right now we ha- are partnering with the Raleigh County uh, Humane Society in Beckley, West Virginia. And a wonderful vet down in that area, Dr. Trent at Paws and Claws Animal Clinic. And we have a group of wonderful volunteers at the Humane Society who has partnered with us, who, who share in our mission in the most beautiful way and do transports, vetting, um, health certificates, and we get these animals up here to the pet lands on a weekly basis. And I have to say, on, on, a, on another note, too, the, um, for example, Eric and Marcy's Petland, uh, their employees in the store have actually stepped up because we've been so busy to help us with transport. Well, this has turned into a really great thing for animals in your area, but out of your area because your area won't cooperate with you. That's a, that's a pity. Um, well, with, wow, weekly transports, that... You're going, you need help with some money, don't you? <laughs> I'm thinking, well, that's quite a, a commitment. How do you get paid? Well, Mary, I don't get paid. <laughs> Actually, <Okay>. uh, <laughs> we, I don't get paid. PetMatch really doesn't get paid. Uh, PetMatch is funded out of my own checkbook. So that's why I work, a real, a real full-time job. Uh, but if... if if you could remind your re- uh, your readers, your listeners out there, and your readers, if anyone has any expertise in designing a website or would like to volunteer to help us with a Facebook page, we would absolutely love some volunteers for that type of thing to maybe help us. We share expenses with, uh, like the vetting costs with Petland, mm-hmm. and uh, we cover the costs for the transports. So anything that we could get as far as writing grants, you know, any help with that. Mm-hmm. 
or if there's any actual local people who would like to hold an event for you, that might be an idea too, you know, in a, in a, in a restaurant or in, in a uh, hotel or something like that to, to raise funds and get this get the party going, as they say. <laughs> we, would, we would absolutely love that because, you know, there's only four of us right now and we're so hands-on with the transports and the animals that it's just very difficult to find the time to do anything else. It, it, really, is a, it really is a commitment, but it, we do it. We're, we're a small group, but we have uh, the, the support of the Petlands and their staffs, and um, we're always looking for volunteers. Love, love to have some new volunteers. <clears throat> yeah, and, and I just wanted to make a uh, little comment here about uh, businesses, and this includes nonprofits. Uh, so many don't do well with innovation, and they tend to kill the messenger. So I, I, I really think it's, it's pretty great that uh, you've challenged the status quo, because if we don't, what's going to change? <laughs> Everybody wants change? Do they really? That's always been my question. Well, you're absolutely right. What's, what's next for you then? What do you, what do you have going on? Uh, what's happening locally? We've got uh, the holidays coming up. Are you doing any special show for that? What we're going to do is try and get the message out there in, in a positive light. We're going to try and do some um, newspaper advertising in the Petlands respective areas so that you know, we can get some publicity for the animals that are in the Petlands and also show um, what a wonderful thing these Petlands are doing and what a wonderful outlet they can be for um, the animals and also for families and, and, and people who are looking for uh, an addition to their family. Uh, we're going to do that, and we're also going to um, try and get on some of the local Pittsburgh TV stations to spotlight the animals and the wonderful work the Petland is also doing. And, and hopefully, long term, I would like I would like to see something uh, turn into a, an adopt a pet segment, whether it's in the newspaper or on TV, with you know Pet Match Petland mm -hmm. partnership. And we would also, of course across the country like to get other pet lands and rescues partnered up and on board. That's my, that's my dream. So uh, how do people get in touch with you if they're interested in uh, doing this kind of mission? Um, they'd probably want to learn from everything you've gone through. It has been a learning curve. Let me just say that. We, and we're still learning as we go, but I am so, so more than happy to share our model with anyone, whether it's a rescue, whether it's someone from Petland Corporate, whether it's a, a franchisee from Petland, and help anyone get up and running. And I can be reached on my home office line at 724-744-0299, or I can uh, be reached via email at petmatchadopt at gmail.com. Well, thank you very much for being with us today, Pamela. I, I, I enjoyed our, our talk. It's a very interesting project you've got going there, and I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much, Mary. It's been great talking to you, too. That's all for this week at Animal Cafe. You can find us on the web at animalcafe.co, on Facebook, and iTunes. Thanks for listening.